Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, no, the devil's nightmare here from It's Time to Man Up, challenging men to step into their true manhood. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Oh, welcome to the Masculine Journey. Here we are on an eve, aren't we? Uh, I see that somebody's not got the mic by them. <laughs> Andy? You don't really this is the, uh, the, um, the most, well, I don't know, not the most popular eve, but second most popular eve, New Year's Eve. Right, and so just like we, I don't remember doing many Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, actual the Eve itself yeah, shows, absolutely. but here we are on New Year's Eve, yep. and what a fun time to do what it is that we're doing, right, Sam? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, there's not a better time than New Year's Eve to talk about our topic today. Right, and so our topic today is, Rodney? That would be the 2022 Word of the Year. That's right. In hopes that St. Nicholas soon would know. In, in hopes. <laughs> next, <laughs> next is like, are you ready to rumble? <laughs> yeah, so we, at the idea of the Word of the Year, we've talked about it every year, and it's a good time to be thinking about this because we obviously, 2023 is kind of around it the corner. could be a new year coming. Yeah, just in a few hours, just saying. That... Um, you know, we pray and we ask God, you know, what, what it tells about our upcoming adventure, give us an advanced word of, you know, kind of where you want to go for the coming year. And so we all embark in that adventure sometime in November through December to, to work towards getting our new word for the year. But then after we get our word for the year, um, we begin the adventure like we did in 22, 2022, where everybody heard a word. And then you begin to pray that word daily with your time with the Lord and see where he's taking you throughout the year. So we've all had a chance to experience that adventure. And so in this week's show, next week's show, you might guess it's going to be the year, the word of the year for 2023. But at this week's show, we're going to talk about where God took us on that journey in, in 2022. And, you know, just in good fashion, you know, I, I feel like it's only right that we end 22 the way that we started with Danny having the first clip. <laughs> Here we go again. I protest. I protest. Yes. yes. And, and, and the, the shocking thing about that is, A, it's not a clip. B, it's not from Andy Griffith or Star Trek. And, and not even from a TV show. It's, it's, it's actually just brand, but it's still so good. I just had to start with it. You know what I'm saying, Danny? Well, I got out of side my genre all across the board and still made first clip. So, Your yeah. genre. <laughs> That's why he makes first clip. <laughs> so take us there, Danny. What but was your word? My word for the year was contentment. And it has been quite a journey over the year. And um, this clip is from is an interview with a guy, Nick 
who I can't pronounce the last name, but he's in the Butterfly Circus, the guy with Vin the arms. Right, he's got no arms and legs. Yeah, and it's an interview with him, and I cut out the interview lady, just wanted part of the, the thing, and, and he's talking about contentment. And, you know, for a guy like that, and, and his story is awesome, so we can play the clip and we'll talk about it on the backside. My dad was saying that he was, you know, his head was next to my mom's head as, uh, as I was being born, and he saw my shoulder, and he just went pale and was hoping my mum didn't see me because he saw that I had no right arm. And my dad had to leave the room and he couldn't believe what he saw and the doctor came in and my dad said, my son, he has no right arm. And he says, no, your son has no arms or legs. And he said he nearly fell on the floor. He couldn't believe it. And the whole church was mourning, you know, like why would God let the pastor's son be born that way? And my mum, at first, she didn't want to hold me. She didn't want to you know, breastfeed me and all that. Um, she just felt very uncomfortable for the first four months. And it took them quite a while before they could trust in God that he didn't make a mistake, that he didn't forget them or me. Nick. I said, God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I won't probably have peace until you're in my heart, but I will not let you in my heart until you answer me, why? Why did you take my arms and legs? Why didn't you give me what everybody else has. And I said, God, until you answer me that question, I will not serve you. And so I wanted to end it. If God wasn't going to end my pain, I was going to end it myself. So at age eight, I tried to drown myself in a bathtub of four inches of water. I told my mom and dad, I'm just going to relax in the bathtub. Can you put me in the bathtub? And uh, yeah, I turned over a couple times to see if I could do it. I couldn't do it. Um, the thought that stopped me from going through with it was the love for me. <laughs> I have a choice to either be angry at God for what I don't have or be thankful for what I do have. And my mom, she said, Nick, God's going to use you. I don't know how, I don't know when, but God's going to use you. And those seeds started penetrating in my heart. And that's when I started seeing that there is no point in being complete on the outside when you're broken on the inside. And I found out that God can heal you yeah, he's talking about his circumstances, and you know I've spent most of my adult life looking for the next greatest thing, the next greatest, you know, having been in, through two divorces and and hop from job to job and and looking for something to make me happy and content on the inside, and you know this word of the year has been so impactful this year because you know last year was. A year of loss for us. We lost, you know, my father-in-law and my mother, and but it it catapulted me into this word of the year. Interestingly enough, to to be grateful for what I've got and where I'm at, and you know, because literally the the scripture that you know God restores what the locusts have eaten. That is so true in my life because I did everything in the world in my addiction to destroy my life. And I was, you know, at that point of suicide at one point. And, but to know now that I'm a pretty happy, content guy. I mean, I've got a roof over my head. I got a good job. I got a large family. And, you know, those kind of things are just, that, that's really what it's all about. You know, and I got Jesus. I mean, if you got Jesus, what else do you need? And that's just been the, the kind of the theme this year as this word has come up and kind of unpacked a little bit. And, I, I said, as I said in the prep of the show, was that, you know, I think it may be the word of the decade because there's no way you can pack this into just a year 
but we're always just pursuing and 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 growing and hopefully so i take us into you know one of, one of your favorite things that you brought up to us this year was the idea of the alabaster box and you know can you tie that into you know where god was taken because i think that was a big part of your journey this year was the alabaster box that apparently due to lack of contentment or something you wouldn't open yeah the uh what well, what happened was in a time of prayer at church, I just saw a, a a vision, if you will, of you know somebody taking an alabaster box off of the off of the shelf and just crashing it on the floor, actually in in the sanctuary. And and what God told me was, He said, "That's your heart." He said, "What I really want you to do is to take your heart, those those hidden things, those things that you treasure." that you've not let anybody in. And I want you to just pour them out on me. That, that's the true heart of worship. And when you're able to do that, and, and it's a continual thing, it's the thing that you, that's where contentment comes from, is that he has everything. He has a, not that God doesn't know everything. He knows everything about me. He knows more about me than I know about me. But, but the reality of me saying, God, I'm pouring all this out. And the things that have come out of that, Robbie, have just been astounding because, you know, I've been able to tell parts of my story that I've never mentioned to some of my family. Just, you know, because that was like one of those. But, you know, the closet is open and the box is shattered and, you know, here we go. But that's the thing is that you get to be more comfortable in your own skin than you've ever been before. You know, I'm, I'm not totally there. And there's times when I'd like a full head of hair and be about 175 pounds. Well, I might get to 175 pounds, but the hair ain't coming back. I'm just saying. So, but that, that's just kind of the way it is. Well, the, the fascinating thing theologically of, of what you're describing, and, and I've thought about this often, is that the name Christ, you know, that's Jesus' last name, <laughs> if you ever wondered, but it means the anointed one. And so it's kind of cool to look in the scriptures to see how he was anointed, by whom he was anointed, in so many different ways he's been anointed. So what Danny just described, as, as I've thought about it theologically, is am I willing to anoint Jesus with what I think are my biggest weaknesses or my biggest failures? But, but when you think about it, you know, when, when it says that he took the nails because of the rejoicing of his, in other words, he took those, uh, uh, you know, it says in the Song of Solomon, it says, behold, King Solomon with the crown that his mother crowned him with on the day of his espousals, on the day of the rejoicing of his heart. Well, the crown that he was crowned with was the crown of thorns, right? And so he's literally, re the rejoicing of his heart was that he could, give you contentment for those horrible things. And it's fascinating to me that, that here what you're picturing in the way you're describing is, is literally pouring out your infirmities on him as anointing him to take him and, and to give you contentment. It's, it's mind-blowing. I, I, I really have thought about, you know, and this is part of the way you, you brought it out, Rodney, that we enjoy each other's words and we can see what God's doing in the midst of, of working within those words, right, Ron? It's it's a bigger picture. You know, we're always trying to get a picture of ourselves so that we can help others. You know, we're 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 scrambling every year to try to figure out, okay, what's God going to do with me? How am I supposed to fit here, fit there? But the real gift 
is seeing how everybody else fits in with you. Seeing, oh, that's how Robbie's word fits in for him, which helps me understand something. And Danny going through the alabaster box and breaking something open, I'm just sitting there going, wow, where are those things that I keep hidden? Because, boy, <laughs> I'm like you, Danny. Yeah, you know, Robbie. Yeah, I, yeah. I keep some things hidden. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's, that's the joy of seeing what other men are going through, your friends, people you're doing life with, where it's like, you know some some of the behind the scenes stuff, and you're like, okay, we're going to join together in that, and you can see how God works in the bigger picture. And I know for all of us, or I would think all of us, we've really enjoyed Sam this year with you know where he's gone with this word. So Sam, you got a clip too. I do. This is from um, the movie Coach Carter, and I really like this clip because it kind of sums up where I was living. Oh, I did it to you. Before. It was perfect oh, timing. It is. <laughs> it is. For something. You've heard about his fair play. <laughs> so when we come back, we'll hear from Sam's clip. But in the meantime, wow, you need to go to Masculine Journey. .org and sign up for the entrenchment. It's coming up January 27, 28, right around the corner. What a New Year's idea right there. It's F-R-E-E free, too, by the way. MasculineJourney.org. We'll be right back. What we have at our boot camp is something that makes you stronger and gives you the strength to go on your regular walk with God. It's something that will make you be bigger than you were when you got there. I've been coming regularly and it's just such a blessing. When you guys invited me, I was at the worst time of my Christian walk. I was going through some things. The first time I came, I don't know if you remember, I was, couldn't even walk. I couldn't even stand up straight. And uh, I'm walking now. I ain't running around a lake yet, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest things is just being around a group of men that love the Lord and sharing his kindness and his love. Uh, all of you guys, I didn't sat and talk with all of you guys, different occasions, different conversations. And it's all been unique and, and refreshing. You guys gave me a whole different perspective in life. And you can't hide the true genuine love of God. You can't hide it. Register today at MasculineJourney.org Word of God speak Would you pour down like rain Washing my eyes to see Your majesty To be still and know That you're in this place Word of God for 2022 today on the Masculine Journey. And when we left our hero, Sam, right before we went to the break. <laughs> but that's also your bump. I know you want to speak to Sam. Yeah, that's, uh, we've used, sorry, we've used that before in the past. But it's such a good song. And, and when God's word speaks, oh my gosh, you just, you can't believe the impact it's going to make. Yeah, it, it really is a beautiful concept that um, I, we always see the, the way that boot camps work the best is when we see people get a word from God and all of a sudden, man, you know, their life just changes from there. And so what an opportunity we have coming into this new year to, to get that word. So you've got a clip to sh share with us, Sam. I do. The clip is from a movie called Coach Carter. So before I get to that, this is a, a year of first for me. I never once forgot my word, <laughs> which is 
pretty amazing for me. I didn't have to ask Rodney what it was part way through the year. Uh, another thing was, I really don't want to let this word go. I, I'm still attached to it very deeply, and, and I, I'm really not looking forward to a new word. Maybe Are you guys still there with me? Yeah, we're here. Maybe that's what you hear again. Let's one. I might be. It yeah. might be. I'm praying about it. So, in this clip from Coach Carter, I want you to listen to it. It's about shrinking back and not letting your God-given ability be shown, and, and that's really where I was living before God gave me my word. So, let's play that, and then we'll talk about it. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. For me, that was such a powerful um, little minute, whatever it was, uh, from that clip, because that's where I lived. I lived in fear of what stepping into what God was calling me into would require of me. I wasn't afraid of God. I, was, I doubted myself a lot. And so when God gave me the word talent this year and very clearly told me, I want you to walk with me and enter into the things I ask you to enter into... Man, what a game changer. It's been just an amazing year. Um, doing the work that I do at the Hope Center, which has just been so good for my heart, stepping into our ministry more fully in a lot of ways. Man, God's just been all over me in a good way, just guiding me and leading me and giving me strength and uh, letting me reflect something that He put uniquely in me that would just go hidden if it was totally up to me and me listening to the enemy in the world. And, and so I just love this word. I've, I've been tired <laughs> this year because it's taken me into some stuff that's been kind of tiring, but it's been very fruitful and it's been very good for my heart and very good for other people's hearts, I believe, at the end of the day. And you can't let God shine in your life and not fail to impact others. It just doesn't work that way. And, and, you know, I think that part of this word of the year is us being called into a different view of our unique glory that God gives us of His to, to give to this world. Yeah, that was really, I, I know it was so encouraging for all of us to watch um, your journey. And, and, and like I said, we knew, we knew Danny's journey along the way. We knew David's journey along the way. And so we're moving over to David since this was, like, wow, talk about it first. You know, Sam had first, but you really had some first because you, you never went through any of this stuff. No, no, this was the first year, um, you know, of hanging out with you guys and, and being, you know, forming the Band of Brothers with y'all. And uh, definitely first time that I got a word. Um, you know, I remember sitting here last year and y'all talking about it. I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> word of the year? I have like five days to figure this out. And I didn't get it right in the beginning, but, you know, my, my word of the year um, for 2022 is... Uh, relinquish and you know since that's not a word i typically use um you know it's let it go 
um, or Let Go. And so my clip is from Jack Cassidy, uh, the song Let Go, Let God. And it's kind of cool how that, that song actually worked out with something that Robbie actually experienced um, as well. But, you know, we'll listen to this and we'll come back and talk about it. Struck down, got me knocked out by the hands of the enemy. Those lies had me held down till I found out that is not my identity. I found my life when I laid it down. And all my hope is in you now. My faith is in you, Jesus. I'm learning to let go and let God show me how. I mean, um, so growing up and, and, and even in, in my, you know, teen years and early 20s and 30s, I remember talking to friends and hearing preachers preach about letting go of things and just giving it all up to God. And I, I was just like, you know, never could 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 I possibly do something like that? This is crazy. And, you know, it's more about, you know, giving up the control over things that, you know, ultimately, if you just do that, you know, things get better for you. And once I started actually going through this year and realizing what it meant to let go of the things and lay it at the feet of of Christ and, and just move through that and walk with him through that. I mean, y'all have seen it. Uh, y'all have heard about it on the radio. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's totally transforming. So I encourage anybody that's out there right now listening that's just, you know, saying the same things I was saying. What does he mean by letting it go? Just let it go. Pray about it. Let let all your worries go. Just give it all to God, and and I promise you, you know things will start to turn around. Won't be instantly, and it'll be it'll be a lot of tough work, but it'll definitely happen. Yeah, and you know, I know for some of you listening, it's a bit complicated to think, what do, how do I get this word of the year? You know, how does that actually happen? And and so it seems complicated, but it's really not all that much. It has to do with letting go and letting God. Like, mm-hmm. am I going to let Him do the talking in this prayer? Because usually I'm doing the talking in prayer. What if I just say, God, what is my word for the year? And then I begin to listen with my heart. And so there's a really neat line that helps me in the Song of Solomon. It's in the fifth chapter, second verse says, I slept, but my heart was awake. It's the voice of my beloved knocking. Well, that's an interesting thing. It's, it's you know, that his voice, it's what's knocking. You, you feel it on your heart almost as much as you hear it on your heart. If you've ever thought about when you're hearing God's voice, he's knocking. It's like he, he, he's trying to get your attention and you can feel it with his voice. You know what I'm saying, Danny? That's a, it's a good word. That it, it's the voice of my beloved knocking. And, and so you feel that knocking on your heart. And quite often, it is a word you never would have dreamed up in a million years. And you go this isn't from me because I wouldn't have come up with this. And, and that's a pretty good confirmation that this is something. And, and then, you know, obviously, you know, really fun. But I had a, a very dear brother text me this morning um, that has been in this message longer than me, much longer. And, and he said, Robbie, I, I think I got my word of the year, but it doesn't make any sense. Is that normal? <laughs> Very <laughs> normal. Winter, winter chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah, ding, 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 ding. That's you know, that's how that 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 quite often is. Um, 
you know, how we know that something is, you know, that it doesn't necessarily make sense that that's what he's up to. Yeah, if it was if it was normal, it was probably some in, in vain and that you're already thinking about something that's on the heart. God's wanting to take you to a different place with these words usually. It's out of those uh, ruts that you may have been in to get you out of those ruts and get you into something different that's unique and, and it helps you, your heart come alive. Yeah, you can hear that in Sam's story. You know, it's him doing the work at the Hope Center, right? And and actually, you know, David, you had a big part in in what Sam, you know, was because he he, he came to church just so you wouldn't be alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And now now you know I've been I think I've left him on a couple Sundays by himself. So sorry about that, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm kind of hurt heartbroken there david i do want to say something though with with you talking about you know you didn't want to let go of your word of the year you know one thing i've noticed with just listening to the previous words of the year and and listening to everybody talk a lot of times the words that we get this year are building on next year's word and then that builds onto that one and that one and that one so honestly i don't think you know your your word if if you're feeling like you you don't want to let it go i wouldn't at all it'll be interesting thank you i'm going to continue i'm going to continue to pray about it because I feel like there's still a lot more God wants to do there, but, you know, he's got to guide that and lead it. But thank you. Well, you had such a big moment with your grandson and the wolf. That story was the one that just jumped out for me for you for the year. Oh, that was an amazing story. That was so cool. So, you know, the way God just showed up and and just handled things from my heart, from my grandson's heart, from my daughter's heart. It was just amazing. Yeah, which it just speaks back to if, you know, we could all just pause, you know, time and again when, we get, when we're at these places where we, you know, we, we sense him pushing on our heart that this is, this is a moment that, you know, well, let's take the time to actually get some feedback and, and bring him into the deal. And, and so that's, that's what happened is you heard God say, you know, something that really was like didn't seem to make sense to you at the time, did it? No, it really didn't. You know, we're walking through a gift shop in South Dakota, and he's like, you need to buy that shirt for your grandson. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it's a cool shirt, and it has wolves on it. It's howling at the moon kind of thing. And I, when I give it to him, I'm a little nervous. I haven't seen my grandson much in the last four years, and, and he's, you know, five. And uh, so anyway, uh, when I gave him the shirt, he, he got it, he opened it up, and he howled, not knowing that he and his dad howled all the time like a wolf it was so amazing to see god come through oh he always does and so we're we were praying that you would take time to hear your word of the year and if you're wondering what the words you didn't hear mine and you didn't hear rodney's and you didn't hear andy's that's because they're coming up after hours so you got to go to masculinejourney.org and listen to that podcast it's right there at masculinejourney.org the after hours podcast you can do that at the same time you're registering for the entrenchment coming up june 27th 28th we would love to see you there we thank you so much for listening and happy new year this is the truth network